You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blind pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest reality TV tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach, because I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram or just join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I think right now in the, the Facebook group, we have a... Um, a nice hot conversation about the casting of Real Housewives of Orange County since there was like a, a leak on Demois, the Instagram account, which I don't really love because I think, you know, a lot of their stuff, one, I think they've gone really mediocre and two, I think a lot of their stuff that, that gets posted is not confirmed. It's not fact-checked. It's kind of just like blabber from the internet. Um but yeah, that was a total total aside. I know today is Tuesday. Normally, we release on Mondays. I apologize. Um, we I am in the process of planning my grandmother's funeral, which is this weekend. So it's been a really long week. So I appreciate your patience, your grace, and um, your love. Also, uh, I'm excited to announce that the season seven of Hashtag Adulting is returned. We are back with all new episodes. We have functional medicine doctor, Dr. Bill Cole, who's on the show. He's talking about his new book, Intuitive Fasting, which is really, really good. I'm doing his program. I'm on week one right now. So if you want to do it with me, let's do it together. Slide into my DMs and we'll, we'll talk through it. But Dr. Bill Cole... Talking all about like intermittent fasting, fasted workouts. I know it's not really reality TV, but if anybody's like, oh my God, I feel like kind of crazy. I feel like a little brain foggy. I feel like with everything that I've kind of been going through this year, I just kind of wanted to have a little body reset to clear my brain and hopefully help me just be a little more clear because I feel like I've been a little spacey lately. But yeah, Hashtag Adulting is back with all new episodes as of today as of right now so if you want to check that out go and listen in and then this wednesday aka tomorrow i have guy tang who's going to be on this show guy tang is from bling empire and one thing that i didn't know that he revealed in the interview is that he was actually uh, a full-time cast member and then a lot of his scenes ended up getting cut so he gives me a lot of like dish and kind of teased that there's probably a lot more to come in season two of Bling Empire, basically announcing that it's probably going to be back for a season two. So if you haven't watched Bling Empire yet, I recommend binging it tonight and uh, tune into my interview with Cherie from Bling Empire, which came out last week. And then Guy Tang is on the show this Wednesday. So be sure to tune in. It's a good interview. Lots of tea. We talk all about the penis pump because, you know, I couldn't have him on and not ask him about the penis bump and what he does with his penis pump because he has one too. So yeah, get ready. It's going to be fun. Um, let's see. We have a lot to break down. We have some new, like some of the smaller updates, which I'll get to. Then we're going to get, get into the whole Brandy Redman affair, baby drama with the adoption stuff. We have Jersey. We're going to talk about Teresa getting fired or her fear of getting fired and how that relates to this season of Real Housewives of New Jersey, which is a great freaking season. If you saw that premiere, it is so juicy and I am here for all of it. And then um, we're also going to talk about Atlanta because, whoa, that if I thought if we thought that the Jersey premiere was juicy, like the Real Houses of Atlanta, the highly anticipated stripper gate freaking wild we're gonna get into all of it so get ready um okay let's start at the top with like some of the smaller updates first up 
Bravo's confirmed that there is a new uh, Summer House spinoff that is going to be coming to Bravo land very, very soon. And it is going to be called, this is a working title, so this isn't like the official, actual title of the the show, but maybe it will be, TBD. It's called Winter House, which I think is a really... Not so great name. I almost said a stupid... Well, I think it's a bit of a stupid name. I think Summer House Works. Winter House just sounds like it's trying too hard. Winter House is Peggy from Real Housewives of Orange County. That is Winter House. Trying way too hard because, like, right now she's trying to say that, like, Kyle and Mauricio from Beverly Hills are, like, trying to take her down. And Kyle's like, girl, I don't know you. But anyway, Winter House. uh, Summer House spinoff. It's going to have... cast members from Southern Charm and from Summer House all together in one house taped over winter. Um, Presumably maybe holidays-ish, but I would assume that they would want to like spend the holidays like with their family. So I don't know what it's going to be. All I know is it's going to be taking place in the winter and they're all going to be put into a house together. Not all of them, but it's going to be from Southern Charm. It's going to be Craig and Austin, who I want to have a threesome with so badly. And I would love to just like make that happen in, you know, my wet dreams. And then Summer House. uh, Yeah, that was Southern Charm. So Summer House is going to be Kyle, Amanda, Paige, Lindsay, and Sierra, who's the newest addition to Summer House this season. So it sounds like it's going to be one hot mess and I want them to like sleep with each other but I don't know if that's actually gonna I mean I would if you put me in a house with Craig and Austin I guarantee you I'm going down on somebody I mean put me in a house well I actually think Paige is pretty hot and I'm not against that either although I don't think she'd be very exciting in bed because the pretty girls like her just usually aren't they kind of just lay there but whatever what what do I know but yeah I'm just going to keep talking about my my dreams, my dreams with, with Craig and Austin. But I think this will be a fun show. Uh, Real Housewives of Miami is also making a comeback, or not also, because nothing that I mentioned was making a comeback. But Peacock has picked up a reboot of Real Housewives of Miami. And no, it's not going to have any of the original cast members as of yet. Larsa has not been, is not coming back. She's a little too busy trying to get a cameo on keeping up with the Kardashians. But I don't know. Now that she got booted off that, she may need a, a cam, she may need to a paycheck. She may need some TV time, some camera time. Some camera time outside of TMZ that conveniently happens to just find her strolling through Los Angeles. But yeah, as of right now, I never really watched Real Housewives of Miami. I thought I thought it looked a little boring or, you know, I just, I don't know. It took me a while to really get on board with a lot of the other Housewives shows. Miami was just one that I was never really able to get into. So I'm not particularly excited about the return of Real Housewives of Miami. I also don't have Peacock and don't have much of an interest in... Um, Downloading Peacock? I want to see your Peacock, cock, cock, your Peacock, cock. Actually, I don't, uh, 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 I don't, uh, Because if all you're giving me in terms of reality TV is Real Housewives of Miami and Vanderpump Dogs, then I'm sorry, I'm going to have to swipe left. Teen Mom from MTV, Tyler and Caitlin, who everybody hated at the beginning of Teen Mom because they're like, they're not parents. Well, they're like, screw you. I'm having another baby. Caitlin announces she's pregnant again. And a lot of people are like, girl, get a job. Stop having babies. But it's also just like they have a job on TV. They have their clothing line business. Like they're fine. I don't I think they're okay. Just kind of having a chill and simple life expenses out 
I mean, it's not like they have to pay. They don't live in a big city. They don't live in L.A. They don't live in New York where they're paying a ton of money in a lifestyle or in rent or in property. You know, they're able to save a lot of their money that they make from from Teen Mom and they make a lot of money. So I actually don't anticipate them getting a regular job. I think them even after the show, they're going to live off of what they have, live very humbly because they live very, very humbly. If you watch the show, they are still very humble people in their lifestyle. So I think at this point, stop hating on them. Congrats to the two of you. And we'll see who else ends up having more babies. And then lastly, in the uh, little updates, we have Vanderpump Rules. Andy Cohen, I just, I don't think he's in touch with what's going on with Vanderpump Rules because he, somebody asked him on Watch What Happens Live the other night if he thinks that Vanderpump Rules is going to be coming back. And he said, yes, Vanderpump Rules is probably going to be coming back, but the reason they haven't started filming is because there aren't any restaurants open in Los Angeles. And I'm here to tell you, Andy Cohen, I am in Los Angeles and the restaurants are open again. I mean, they get open and closed. I mean, they're, they're hanging by a thread, I'll tell you that. They're not, they're hanging, they're barely hanging in there. Um, and my heart hurts for them, but they are open, Andy Cohen, and he must not even be following Sir on Instagram because on Instagram, Sir announced, we are back, we are open, and we are open for business, so come and get a cocktail, come and get a pumptini. No word on whether or not Vanderpump Rules is opening up or Vanderpump Rules is starting production again anytime soon. I feel like at this point, we're over it. I don't care to see it. any. I don't really care to watch it anymore. Like, we gave it a try. We let the dust settle. Now there's just, like, a cake of dust, and I just... I'm good if we move on and give some of the others some spinoffs or something, but I just, I'll watch it for the first couple of episodes, just kind of tune in and be like, ooh, what are they doing? How are they doing this? I don't think I'll be as invested in the storylines, TBH. But like I predicted before, I think Bravo is going to try to milk it for all it's worth, and they're going to milk it until those udders are dry, until there's powder coming out of those udders. Bravo is going to milk that stuff. Okay, let's see. Okay, now let's get into some of the juicier stuff. So we have, first up, so there was this blind item that was revealed, which is basically uh, like a, I mean, I guess I would describe it like similar to like Reddit, but it's more of like an anonymous tip that like people are just like, ooh, like here's a little secret that I'm just going to post onto onto the inter interweb ethers, ethos. And um, there was one about the Real Housewives. And it basically implied, or not even implied, it said that there is a Real Housewife who has a child currently that was out of an affair that her husband had. So housewife and her hubby, hubby has an affair, has a baby mama out there. And then I guess whatever, we don't know what details happened between him and the mistress. But what we do know is that after they had the baby, the housewife and her husband decided to adopt the baby and apparently the mistress either gave up her rights or was paid off or who knows how the baby ended up in their custody. But there is a rumor that it is one of the housewives, which made a lot of people start to speculate, well, which husband had an affair? Who stepped out? What's the baby? And we started like really analyzing everybody. And so this is what the internet, this is what all the Bravo fans have come up with. Some originally guessed that maybe it was Lisa Vanderpump from Beverly Hills and that it was probably her son, Max, and that he was probably from an affair that Ken had, because as we know, Max is adopted. And 
I mean, Ken is a bit of a, he's a bit of a player. And Lisa Vanderpump has been very open about that. I don't think she's ever admitted to him cheating on her necessarily. But I mean, it kind of checks out because Max is adopted. Um, I don't think Max, well, he kind of looks like Ken. I don't think he looks like Ken all that much. But I mean, it's not ruled out in the realm of possibility. We also know that when Max went looking for his birth parents on Beverly Hills, on Real Housewives, that he wasn't able to really find anything. Lisa was very distraught when she, when he wanted to go look for his birth parents. So I think that's probably why this may be false because Lisa kind of did have the whole waterworks and she was really effectively heard and they were we were able to follow that journey on camera. I don't think Lisa would have allowed that journey to play out on camera had she known the origin of his pregnancy. Had she known where that he really was born out of an affair that Ken had, I don't think Lisa would have allowed that to go on national television and to have Max find out that way. So I think I'm going to veto Lisa Vanderpump, Max and Ken being the possibility. Next up we have, which was my original guess, that was Joe and Teresa from Real Housewives of New Jersey. We know Joe has cheated several times. Jacqueline admitted at the reunion that that Joe is basically sleeping around town all throughout Jersey, spreading his seat everywhere he goes. Now, I originally thought Gabriella. I was like, she doesn't look like Teresa. She doesn't really look like the other girls. We don't see much of her. We don't see much of her journey. It seems like Teresa isn't as emotionally attached to her. We see Teresa being very emotionally attached to Gia and to Melania, also to to baby um, Adriana. So I think Gabriella is a strong contender to be the baby at a wedlock, the mistress baby. Um, she does. So people were found photos of Joe and his mother when she was younger, and Gabriella does look a lot like Joe's mom. So I think it's definitely Joe's child, whether or not it's Teresa's baby. We don't know. This was also, I believe, um, Adriana was the baby we saw her pregnant with and the one that we saw her give birth to because Adriana is the youngest. So we didn't really see what went on with Gabriella. We know that the Judices definitely thought that they could play a game with us with smoke and mirrors and that they could get away with a lot of this stuff. I think Gabriella, Joe, Teresa, I think that's a strong possibility. I have not ruled that out. Next up, we have Denise Richards and Charlie Sheen. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Also a possibility. People are saying that uh, Eloise, which is Denise Richards' youngest daughter, who also has special needs, she is likely, some, some people were guessing that it was likely Charlie's daughter out of one of, you know, his hookups, or it could have been like one of the prostitutes that he was sleeping with. I don't know, but he, they're saying that he likely, well, I guess, I don't know if that would be considered an affair then, right? Because they're, he's an ex and they weren't really necessarily together when Eloise would have happened. So that's why I think this one, uh, I think I'm going to swipe left and and rule out Denise Richards and Charlie Sheen because according to the blind item, it is it was an affair that was had. And we know that at the time Eloise was conceived, Charlie and Denise weren't together. They had already been broken up. He had already been going. They'd been going. They'd been co-parenting, had kids together. There was a lot going on. But I don't think that it's Denise and Charlie because they weren't actually together at the time when Eloise was was. Um, was conceived. So I don't think it was, I don't think so. I also don't think Charlie Sheen, especially at the time when he 
could have gotten a woman pregnant if that was, you know, when he was in his crazy tiger blood mindset. I don't think he would have allowed Denise Richards to adopt the baby. She did say to Oprah uh, shortly after that it took her about a year and a half to go through that process. And it did very much feel like it was a process that she actually went through because she wanted to she wanted another child. Now we get into the next one, which is Real Housewives of Dallas, Brandy Redman. And people are speculating that her son, Bruin, is actually who the blind item was referring to, which also kind of connects to why she may have recently quit Real Housewives of Dallas, which has yet to be confirmed, but is still kind of up in the air. So Brandy and her husband, Brian, adopted their son, Bruin, or uh, yes, Bruin, like the like the UC. I, it feels so weird to say that because every time I say Bruin, I just think of like UCLA, which is like a really weird aside. Anyway, so she's adopted. She adopted Bruin, and even when she spoke out, I think it was an uh, an exclusive she gave to People Magazine where she talked about the adoption. She in that interview said that she wasn't interested in adoption, that she wasn't um, that that wasn't really a, a reality or a possibility. That what ended up happening was she was having fertility issues and they were trying to conceive it wasn't able to happen for them and then eventually they weren't even pursuing adoption so they weren't on any lists they weren't talking to any adoption agencies but according to brandy this miracle child came from one of her friends that was um connected to uh that was connected to some social workers that were having a hard time finding a home for a baby boy apparently according to what brandy said this is also a little bit of a stretch. So I just want to say that like, you know, this is a little bit of a stretch, but this is some of the chatter that's online that um, apparently the agents or that the social worker was having a hard time finding a home because a lot of families weren't looking to adopt a baby boy. They were only looking to adopt girls at the time. Sounds a little convenient. Um, but that I guess they were just like, hey, Brandy, we heard that you were having trouble wanting a baby. Would you want this baby? I know you haven't really considered adoption. I know you've said that you aren't really for adoption at this time in your your marriage and with your family and on your journey. But I don't know. It just seemed a little too convenient. It seemed a little bit of a strange story. But she's claiming that that's how Bruin came into their lives. It was a call from a friend because there was a social worker that was having a hard time finding a home for Bruin. And then they just fell in love with him and decided to adopt him. Um, they're also saying that Bruin does have uh, does have a lot of traits from Brian and Brian's family that definitely looks like Brian's family and that that's a possibility that this could very likely be Brian's son. Now, the blind item had been circulating for a couple of years. Uh, it resurfaced. The rumor resurfaced again very recently. I believe it was last week. And that's when everyone really started speculating that it was Brandy and Brian's baby Bruin that was uh, the blind item that the blind item was referring to. So as that as those rumors started to circulate and that chatter happened, Brandy Redman then went on Instagram and she didn't explicitly say I'm leaving or quitting Real Housewives of Dallas, but was more of just like, I have decided to choose happiness. I've decided to choose my family. And I have decided that moving forward, I'm going to um, 
prioritize my family. Like it was a very vague message that I guess a lot of people just assumed because she also like was like, thank you for following our journey for so many years. I'm going to focus on my family now. So it wasn't like a direct, I'm quitting, I'm leaving. And so people are saying maybe because this rumor was coming out and I don't think it's coming out on the actual show because I... I mean, unless there was like a rumor that somebody else mentioned in passing and now that they're getting towards the end of the season and seeing the final episodes and getting ready to tape the reunion, she found out that maybe somebody else had brought it up on the show and that's why the blind item resurfaced is because it's going to be coming out through Real Housewives of Dallas. I don't know. I don't know how it's necessarily connected, but it does seem like this was an abrupt decision that Brandy made and posted. Now, Stephanie... um, Stephanie, her BFF on Real Housewives of Dallas, also came out and she's like, the rumors aren't true. Infidelity is not true. Brandy's been through a lot. Her marriage has been through a lot. Like, please don't, you know, spread these lies or rumors about them. So she's denying it. Brandy hasn't actually addressed the rumors herself, but Stephanie's denied that this is true. And Brandy hasn't really said anything about the rumors or about her participation in Real Housewives of Dallas moving forward. A source did come out. So according to page six, there's a source close to production that says that Brandy is still very much a part of the show. What does that mean exactly? I mean, obviously, she has her contractual obligations to still film possibly some additional confessionals. Um, she's contractually obligated to do the reunion, even though we're now seeing that a lot of housewives are kind of just bailing on doing the reunion. We saw, I mean, it's primarily in, in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that they're dipping out. But we have seen a lot of, or Jacqueline Larita on New Jersey, Luann on New York, but again, Luann was in rehab. But so we we see that housewives aren't obligated to actually show up at these reunions from what from what history has told us. So I I'm not sure if Brandy's going to be at the reunion or what's going to happen, but it does seem like the timing of the rumors coming out and the timing of her seemingly wanting to leave the show. I think she'll probably end up fulfilling her obligations that she's again, contractually obligated to fulfill. She'll probably come to the reunion, likely deny the rumors about the infidelity and about the baby being Brian's biologically. And I don't know who knows what's going to happen, but I don't, I don't envision Brandy coming back for another season. I don't think she'll be back for season six because even Stephanie, when she was doing interviews a few weeks ago, even said that she was surprised that Brandy came back for season five because she was considering leaving at the time. It doesn't, I don't know what's going to come later or what drama Brandy's going to be involved in. I hear that her and Tiffany Moon have a really rough road this season. So we'll see what ends up happening. I, I don't think she'll be back for another season. I think that's kind of what she was implying is that this will be her last season on the show and that she's moving on. And that's why production is, or the source close to production is able to say, oh, well, you know, she's still very much part of the show, which because, yeah, she, our episodes are still going to air on the show moving forward. And I'm sure she has a few loose ends to tie up before she's able to like fully depart. But I don't think she'll come back for another season. All right, let's move on to Real Housewives of New Jersey. So on Real Housewives of New Jersey, we saw the premiere for the most recent season. And there's there was this highly anticipated feud between Jackie and Teresa, which is only about to get worse. But we saw it really kind of kick off at the, the premiere episode where Teresa went around at Evan's birthday party. Evan is Jackie's husband. She went around at Evan's birthday party telling everybody that Evan is basically sleeping around on Jackie when he goes to the gym. Now... 
I would just say this. If, if I happen to run into Evan in the locker room, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to sleep with him in one of the stalls. Like, I can't guarantee that because he's really hot. And if he came on to me and was like, I guess I'm really putting my morality, my moral judgment on full display, on display, on display. So we all know that happened. Later on in the episode, Jackie finds out. She gets really upset. Her and Teresa sit down at Margaret's house. And then Jackie's like, I need you to admit that this was a lie. And Teresa's like, well, I heard it. Then I believe it was page six. Hold on. Let me just double confirm that. Yes, it was page six who released an article saying that Teresa was afraid of getting axed, that she's worried that a lot of the original OG housewives have been getting fired from the Bravo franchises, uh, from the Bravo franchise. And so she was worried that they may be considering letting her go. So she kind of had to play ball. So she decided to fake this rumor, fake hearing it from somebody, because even when Jackie confronted her, she wasn't able to say where she heard it from or how she heard it, if it was from a fan, if it was from someone close to production, if it was whatever, because now we're starting to see that we're breaking down the fourth wall. So if Teresa heard this rumor from somewhere, she's very likely able to reveal, like there's no reason she had to be so secretive unless it was like from Margaret, you know, which I don't think it would have been from Margaret, but like unless it was from Margaret and she was trying to protect Margaret. But I think at this point, Teresa definitely made up that entire rumor and I don't think there was any truth to it. I think Teresa saw it as a way to one, keep herself relevant, stir up some drama and give Jackie a storyline because we had already seen that her and Jackie have had beef in the past. So I just thought Teresa was like, oh, well, I've faced infidelity rumors. I've faced, you know, issues in the past where... I have, you know, my husband was was accused of cheating on me. I was accused of cheating on him. Like, it's just something that happens. It makes for great drama. It makes for great TV. Let me just throw this out there and, you know, stir the pot. And it's probably going to end up creating a great season, which it already has. However, Jackie is still new to Real Housewives of New Jersey. She's still new to reality TV. She's still new to this whole world. So she's not constantly facing rumors about cheating or infidelity or any of that stuff. Whereas I think Teresa just didn't think that highly didn't think that much of it. I think she really thought it was just going to stir up some drama. Now, then there's this big debate over Gia and Jackie bringing up Gia in her spat with Teresa in the premiere, where Jackie was making a parallel example of saying that it was a baseless rumor that Teresa started, and it would be no different from Jackie saying that she heard that Gia had done drugs, that Gia had done cocaine, which his rumor is not true. Jackie admitted that it's not true and basically brought it up as a parallel example. She didn't claim that she actually knew this information. She was just trying to show Teresa, like, look, this is what you did to my family. Here's an example of what if I were to do it to your family, like this is an example do you think that that is appropriate? And Teresa flipped out. She's like, she brought up my daughter. She attacked her. She's a see you next Tuesday. And then she ran off. And then Margaret's like, what's going on? What happened? What happened? What happened? And so should Jackie have actually brought up Gia? I don't think, I know some people are really heated up about this. I know Dina Manzo has come out and she's like, she needs to, she owes, Jackie owes Gia an apology, a public apology and blah, blah, blah. And even Teresa's manager came out and like said something and everyone's like, oh, poor Gia, poor Gia. And Dina Manzo was like, she's a minor and how dare she do this? I get it. Like, I get where people are coming from. However, should Jackie have brought up Gia and brought in her family? No. Do I understand where she was coming from? Yes. Was it wrong? I don't know if it was necessarily wrong. It's not a choice that I think was very great, but I wouldn't necessarily say that 
it was wrong because she didn't make any accusations. She literally was like, here's an example of something that you did to me that I thought hurt me. What if I did it back to you? And that's kind of where we're at with it. Now, she wasn't making an accusation. She didn't actually claim that Gia does drugs. And at the same time, Gia is also a grown adult woman on reality television, open to subjectification because Teresa has brought her family, her daughters, her entire life onto reality TV. So rumors like this get spread all the time. Whether you're going to give it life and give it credibility, I think that's, you know, that's up to you. But at the same time, I think the only reason we're really talking about it is because Teresa made it into a bigger deal. And Teresa's doing that with the intention of making Jackie look bad, which is why you have someone like Dina who's coming out and trying to be supportive of Teresa. Gia's not a minor. Gina's a grown, Gia's a grown adult. Gia makes her own money. Gia chooses to be on the reality show as a grown adult. Like, yes, her life has been on that, and that was a decision her mother made for her. But at this point, Gia's a grown-ass woman, and Gia is is putting herself out there. That's like me. I'm putting myself out onto this podcast every single week. Do I get comments about people talking crap about me all the time? Absolutely. They don't like my hair. They don't like my face. They don't like whatever they don't want to like about me that week. I'm open to subjectification or people think that I talk too fast. So they think that I'm on Adderall. So they're in the comments saying, oh, he must be on Adderall. I'm not on Adderall. I know that. I know that that's a baseless accusation or a baseless comment that doesn't mean anything. It's it's flippant. It probably is intended just to, you know, gain a reaction. But like, I don't think I think the only reason it's becoming a bigger thing is because Teresa is intentionally trying to make it a bigger thing. And I think she's doing that because she's trying to make Jackie look bad. I don't think Jackie looks bad. If Jackie said this about Melania, if Jackie said this about Adriana, if she said it about Gabriella, that's different. They're underage. I think that's a bit of a low blow. Um, I don't think you should go after anybody's children. I don't think you should go after anybody's spouses. But I think Teresa's had a history of doing that, that Jackie was just giving Teresa a bit of a taste of her own medicine. And I don't think Teresa liked the way it tasted. So next time, I think Teresa should reevaluate the rumors that she starts about people on the show. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Let's talk about Stripper Gay. Let's talk about strippers, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Okay, so the highly anticipated highly anticipated stripper gate has finally arrived we saw bolo and his giant bolo and um i have a lot of thoughts about it so i will just openly admit that i am not an avid follower of real housewives of atlanta i have been open about all the other shows that i have not been an avid follower of um however i have dipped into atlanta this season and i did watch the stripper gate episode and wow was it juicy i mean it was i was salivating the way drew was salivating oliver bolo and his giant bolo so I thought it was a great episode. I loved the kind of, which I, I thought it was a little cheesy, but I also kind of loved their confessionals where, you know, it wasn't traditional confessional. It was more of like this uh, detective sort of investigative confessional where you see Kenya and she's smoking the cigarette and everyone's like, I plead the fifth. I thought that was really, it was, it was cheeky. It was cute. I thought it added, it gave a new layer of dimension to the show. I thought, you know, it was very much poking fun at itself and I thought that I, I appreciated that I'll just say that 
But so we see the ladies. They're enjoying the bachelorette party. Candy is very much like we're going to have a good night. I hired a stripper. He's going to have fun with us. And then, you know, we're going to have lots of fun once the camera shut down. The girls are like, okay, let's have our fun. Bolo did his thing. And then they're like, okay, kill the cameras. Kill the cameras so that we can actually have fun. And of course, the producers like cut, but they also left the in-house cameras on. So we see a lot of some of that uh I guess like background footage. I don't know if you, you, I guess you wouldn't really call it B-roll footage, but it's more of like that extra excess footage that you mainly, they use it a lot in Summer House, like when they're having sex and they're like, oh, I'm going to secretly go upstairs and have sex because cameras are all downstairs. And it's like, oopsie, whoopsie, there's a camera in your room, homie. We caught ya. So we caught a lot of the ladies sleep or doing some fun dancing and some sleazy little business with Bolo. However, Kenya Moore, the next morning wakes up and is like, hold up, wait a minute. I heard some noises coming from down the hall. It wasn't Candy's room, but it was the spare room. And I heard Portia's voice and I heard another voice. And after this process of elimination and me doing this investigation, I think that it's Tanya. And those are the two ladies that are being accused of having a threesome with Bolo. She definitely heard, she said she, she definitely heard Portia's voice. She's able to recognize Portia's voice. The other was a little bit unclear, but by process of elimination, Tanya is the only next viable option, which Tanya was not very excited about. She was very upset about. We also hear that she ends up quitting the show or leaving midway through or halfway through production. That at this point, she's like, uh-uh, I'm not playing this game. And she's probably going to be a lot more upset with the conversations that continue to transpire, especially as I'm sure Kenya's not. Kenya looks like a dog and, and or sorry, let me retract that. Not that Kenya looks like a dog. Kenya seems like a dog with the bone and she's not going to let it go. I think it's gonna. It's only going to get juicier. And after that cliffhanger, I'm excited for what's to come next. Should Kenya, the big question here is, should Kenya have actually brought it up on camera if all the women were under the impression that cameras were down, production was done? It's like, it's one of those things where you just, you have that one bitch, that one friend that just like you go to Vegas and you're having a good time. And she's just like, I'm going to Snapchat this and I'm going to post it. And you're just like, girl, we said no cell phones. We said we weren't going to talk about this. We said we were going to have fun. We said we were going to get let, we were going to let loose. So why are you doing this? So I do think that Kenya is in the wrong. I absolutely think Kenya should not have brought it up. I don't think, or at least on camera, I don't think Kenya should have said anything on camera because we did agree that we were going to close production and that what was going to happen was just going to be for fun and it wasn't going to be part of the show. Now, am I mad at Kenya even though she's wrong? I'm not mad at Kenya. I'm very grateful for Kenya because had Kenya not brought this up, we would not be living this episode and living this best Real Housewives of Atlanta life right now. So I'm not mad at Kenya, but I do think that she was wrong and she shouldn't have done it. And if she were my friend, I would be like, uh-uh, no way, Jose. Do I think Portia, who hasn't actually openly said, yes, I was having sex with Bolo, she's kind of danced around it and is really kind of just deflecting and just being like, Kenya's an awful person. Should Portia just own up to it? Yes. Should Tanya own up to it? I understand why she might not want to. Um, At this point, I think if you've been caught, I think the decision or sorry the I think the audience's mind has already been made up I think we all pretty much believe what Kenya is saying that this threesome actually did happen so I don't know what to tell you Kenya I don't know what to tell you Tanya because like it's it's out there I think at this point you might as well just own it and be like look yes it happened I'm upset I think if they just owned that it happened and continue to throw the heat back on Kenya they won't look so bad um I'm curious to know what's happening with Bolo though 
Has anybody followed up with Bolo and looked at his Instagram? Because I imagine, yes, he's a very uh, notable, successful stripper, especially on the social meds. But I could, I would imagine it's a lot. He's his DMs are being flooded right now, and I don't know. I'm sure he signed up and is like, oh, this will be fun. I'll get a cute little scene on Bravo, and then I'll probably, you know, get a little extra attention. But I'm not sure he was ready for this sort of attention or for the cameras to catch him walking out at 7 a.m. the next morning, and for him to be the topic of such hot conversation in his sex life. And like, it's a lot. So, if anybody wants to follow up with Bolo, let's do it and let's see what he's up to. Because like, he he was hot. I'm a little afraid of what he has going on downstairs. That's a little too much action for me. Um, I'm afraid that that may break me, and I don't. I, I don't think I can. Hand, that's too hot to handle. All right, thank you guys for listening to hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Oh, actually, let me give you a few shout outs before we go. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you guys for giving me all of these um, fun reviews. You're all so sweet. And I'm so grateful and so appreciative of all the love. Please continue to listen, to subscribe, to let me know what you think. Slide into my DMs. Give me the tea that you find. So many of you continue to just spill those links in um, the Facebook group or in my DMs. And I love it. So please keep doing it. Really quickly, before we close out, I want to give a shout out to... um, no Nodrog 70. Oh no. I actually already gave Nodrog a Zach is such a great energy and is a pleasure to listen to. He's helped me get through my working from home days during quarantine. Thank you again. I gave you a shout out last week, but I just love you double. I also got one from uh, Freebird 2002 Best Popcast. This fast talking, quip, smart, witty phenom gives and mentions it all. Yes, I do. I mention it all. His hot takes and snarky sides are prepped with an obvious humanity, which I find charming. A million stars, 100. Thank you, Freebird2002. I love you too. Guys, give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Thank you guys for the reviews. Please keep them coming. Give us a follow at No Filter with Zach. Leave us more of those reviews because I'm just, I'm thirsty for them. All right, guys, I will talk to you this Wednesday with Guy Tang. Bye.